0: Rocked. When you go to Rocked, you drop the E and you join this man. His name is JJ Rocker. Unequaled, unrivaled, unsurpassed. Got to come up with a few more. (laughs) How are you, my man? Before I set this up, you're saying, hey, what about the hat?
1: Yeah, I am saying what about the hat. Before I tell you how I am, what about the hat? Tell us about the hat. What are you channeling?
0: Yeah, it's a little bit of a tribute to the Gypsy King. Yeah. A little bit of a uh, tribute to the Gypsy King. And uh, I might take it off now and put the headphones back on. This is quite hard. I I can hear you out of the headphones, right? But we'll take it off, right? And uh, I'll set this up a little bit, eh, my man? Products. Hey, it's Freedom Day, and you're still wearing the fro. I told you it's going to, I told you it's catching on.
1: Yeah, it's, it's actually interesting amongst our friends and family. It's getting a bit of a, a cult following. Not many have seen it in the flesh, obviously, due to restrictions. But over FaceTime, it's been quite a hit. I can confirm that on Friday at 5 a.m., as mm. per uh, Interfade's Barbershop, <laughs> Bellfield, the fro, the fro will going? be leaving us. It will definitely, definitely be leaving Is there a part of you that
0: wants to hold the fro?
1: Absolutely not. Not even almost a little bit of me.
0: No, oh, look, I'm just telling you, you look so, you know, I, hey, show my feminine side, you just look so cute and cuddly, bro.
1: Mate, to, to be honest with you, it is good for my ego to hear things like that, but,
0: mate, you should in the morning. I'll guarantee you've had it perhaps from Priscilla as well, your beautiful lady, that she likes the throw.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, mate, there are, quite a few fans out there of the fro i don't know whether they're they're doing that to keep me sane because they know how vain i am and understand how important the fate is to me so we talk about mental health often let me tell you looking in the mirror sometimes and seeing the fro it just gives me the old the old head shake sometimes but i I love people around me and they're they're reassuring me that it's okay but i can confirm it will be leaving me this friday
0: what's the name of that barber again
1: Interfade's Belfield, Con is the name, Clippers are his game. He is the <laughs> best in the business. The best um, lid trimmer there is.
0: This is rocked. Well, I'll tell you who the best pound for pound everywhere it is in the world right now. Oh, Set yeah. this up. Let's just chat. Let's let's. Let's free flow, freestyle even. And just just before we get
1: into it, I have been hearing a lot of yeah. Mark Warren on the yeah. airwaves as of late. I believe you featured on SEN a couple of times and I thought Ooh. I'd heard all of your Vegas stories because let's be honest, Mark Warren's never afraid to share some of his uh his stories, but there was a particular one about a uh comedian that um <sighs> I think <laughs> quite a good listen.
0: Yeah, my it was actually my brother. Yeah, actually my brother Christopher Warren. Oh, uh, Sen, yep. higher ground, and then some weekend stuff yesterday, or Saturday, and then yesterday. Um, your man. Yeah, but it was good because it's got me prepped a little bit. Got me prepped a lot. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I, he just he, he said JJ that I knew most of the concierges on the on the strip in Vegas. <laughs> That's not quite true. Uh, quite true. And and so um yeah, I went back to nineteen ninety-five, the MGM Grand of January. Jake the Snake Rodriguez cost you zoo, first time in Vegas. It snows, by the way. Fast forward, I'm in the lobby bar. And you've had a phone call from me in the lobby bar before, JJ. Sure have. Right. Sure have. Right. So on this particular occasion, I mean, you're going you, you, your body clock's out of whack, but I've told you that before too. So you're gonna mark find a new one. But it was about 1am and I was sipping on a Bud Light and um, there's a comedian sitting in the corner. I'd love to know his name, but he was sitting there and he had a scotch on the rocks and he, he had a cigar and he had the bowler hat and the suit. And I, I I just sat there cackling. I said, how good's this? Just listening to a comedian in the lobby bar at 1am only in Vegas. And I just said, hang on a second. And about three or four times, I said, hang on a second. And I went and reloaded at the bar and came back. But I'm cackling away. As it turned out, JJ, it was a mannequin. (laughs) Uh, And and, and it was battery operated. Uh... And I was chatting and conversing (laughs) with this gentleman or tape recorder, whichever you choose to, (laughs) to, (laughs) to travel. Uh, at 1am but uh, he was he was wonderful fun or it was wonderful fun
1: man it really sounds it it really does it could happen to anyone it could happen to anyone you got lost in the romance of vegas mate it happens
0: you uh, well, hang on i'm just gonna put a little sub clause because there'll be a few of our listeners that think that i was actually 110 percent sure that it was real yeah Ninety yeah.
1: percent. I reckon it be more than ninety.
0: <laughs> oh, you're a bad boy. You are. I reckon you're it'd bad be boy. More. You're a bad boy. For Sydney City Toyota and Sydney City Lexus, JJ Rocker at one one minute and ten seconds into round eleven. Yeah. Uh, uh, right uppercut, right hook, left hook, right hand, and a meal, a combo meal of leather, and still the lineal heavyweight champion, the WBC and Ring Magazine heavyweight champion of the world. There can only be one, Gypsy King Tyson Fury, who extends his record. The 32 fights with 31 wins, one loss, and now 22 by way of KO and goes down. And you co-sign it. One of the greatest heavyweight contests. Gonna say it. All time.
1: yeah, wow. absolutely. Instant classic in my opinion. I mean, it was everything great mm. about boxing. If aliens came down tomorrow and they said, show me heavyweight boxing, that's the fight I'd put on for them in the modern era, without a doubt. Just it had amazing. everything. It had drama. It had knockdowns. It had the circus, the entrance, the big fight feel. There was an energy around it. That was just like like that other. 300
0: 300 meets Akadaka. Yeah. 300 meets Akadaka. You know, that's the only song along with Cold Chisels' Flame Trees that I know every word. And that that was Oh, yeah, that's my go-to song. I was so proud. (laughs) He's listening to Akadaka on the playlist. Yeah. And it's funny because most Americans think ACDC are American. You know that? No, know. I did not know that. You do now. I'm, I'm like ninety percent. When you tell them, "Excuse me, they're Australian," they just look, "hello," and 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 so uh, I I sat in the Mirage and it was really weird. It was a quiet ambience. The next minute, bang! ACDC shook yeah. me all night long from nowhere. Else. And and they're into it. I'm like, wow, Australia. And they're going, "This American band, dude." I'm going, "Wow, nah, yes, bro." But mate, I, I think talking trilogies, JJ. Yeah, booking trilogies. Ali Frazier was considered the first one at Madison Square Garden. They build as uh, fight of the century. Yeah, uh, Ali gets the second fight, sets up the third and final, the thriller in Manila, which mm. will go down perhaps as the most brutal and iconic heavyweight contest in history. Yeah, and then let's go across the weight divisions. Ward and Gatti, at Shiro Thunder Gatti, yep. two thousand and two, two thousand and three, and and those battles. Uh, ensure that their two names etched in history alongside each other. Marco Ante- uh, Antonio Barrera, Eric yeah. Morales, the small men. Incredible. Are you? In, uh, I think it was at 2000, it produced one of the greatest fights in history. Yes. Sir. And you go back, I think, 1959 to Floyd Patterson, Inga uh, Johansson, Inga Mar Johansson, a trilogy, and then the trilogy, Bo Hollyford. and Bo comes out of that big daddy this is where the form line comes in on the heavy ones Mm. he comes out of that a 2-1 victor over a superstar cruiserweight goes to heavy who also beats tyson twice Hollyfield. yeah and then that enters another man who i thought did a brilliant job on commentary lennox lewis who had one loss and one draw evander had one loss and one draw with lennox lewis so where does lennox lewis fit into the conversation and we've talked about it before the big daddy if you go through the form line he beats Holyfield twice who beat the man mike tyson twice it's an interesting concept
1: yeah well look as far as i'm concerned boxing maths doesn't work
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> you don't know what you don't know
1: no and and Styles make fights. It's the oldest it's the oldest saying in boxing and it's it's very true. stylistically there's certain matchups that are going to be easier for some and you know they'll trade losses and at the elite level, which is where all these uh, gentlemen stand, some days you're going to be better than others. you know they, they can fight a hundred times and they can they can trade. So look at the at the end of the day I just it was a reminder of how unique fighters are to this earth. Those two gentlemen shared a a piece of themselves with the rest of the world that they will not get back. It was brutal. It had it had everything. The drama of the knockdowns, the shots, the bravery of Wilder, the pressure of Fury. He got off the canvas twice. It was just it was a classic. And I suppose the only dampener on the on the event. Was probably the fact that we didn't get to see an embrace between the two of them. I, as a as a boxing fan, I would have loved that because they've given us so much together, and they'll be etched in history together, side by side. But look, it is, it is what, what it, it is. is. Exactly, exactly. It is what it is. There was
0: a. I don't know if you know. You probably do because you, yeah, you're an encyclopedia. But there was a massive, massive rivalry between Riddick Bowe back to the amateur days with Lennox Lewis, Mm. and they do not like each other. Or maybe I should say past tense liked each other. Let's recap the fight. Round one, I learned another thing because you don't know if you don't know, and anyone that wants to say that he's just a puncher, I'm over that now because you don't go to the Olympic Games as an amateur without a jab. However, he fell into a trap where it was working, the right hand one punch wonder. Yeah. In fact, it worked on 41 occasions. It's 41 knockouts, devastating, evaporating. Um, Yet he comes out round one, chiseled, chiseled, and bangs to the body, bangs to the body off a long left hand. And I go, whoa, here's something different. And I also had like, you're showing Tyson Fury what you're going to do. However, fast forward as Tyson Fury starts to read it, Round three, Wilder goes down. Round four, the pace slows and down goes Tyson. On two occasions, on the end of the most devastating heavyweight, perhaps, punching power-wise, Deontay Wilder. All right, did you read also during the fight, Tyson, you talked about why, we, we had some question marks over Tyson, to be honest, coming into this fight, and you mentioned the birth of his baby and his sick daughter and so forth, who's fine, God bless her. But, yep. yeah, very testing times for everyone out there, testing positive to COVID and worried about the lead-in. So he comes into the first fight at about 256, 257 pounds, comes into the second fight um, where he gives an absolute boxing lesson mm. uh, to Deontay at about 257, correct me if I'm wrong, um, and comes into this No, sorry, 273. Comes into this at 277. Replicates the weight. He did say earlier, like months ago, He, I'm going to come into this fight heavier. Yep. How well does he use the weight in close?
1: Well, look, to me, the scales were where the fight started. Both gentlemen came in career heaviest, which was a very interesting insight to me. And personally, as soon as I saw that, I didn't like that for Wilder whatsoever. I personally- you thought he was going to
0: come in heavier, didn't you?
1: No, no. I if I was Wilder and if I was part of Wilder's camp, I know hindsight's a beautiful thing, but I wouldn't have come in near that weight. It's it's far too short a time frame to carry that muscle on your frame. Still have the cardio. Oh, I got you.
0: I, I got you on Deontay. I'm, I, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about Tyson Fury. Yeah.
1: So so firstly on on Deontay, I wouldn't have come in as heavy as he did because at the end of the day, you are never going to out muscle and out hustle Fury. I understand your strength and your resistance is going to be there, but he's key to winning so many fights prior was he's got that touch of death power. That's not going to go away the lighter you are. I would have come in super fit. I would have had heaps of miles under my legs, been able able to bounce and hopefully walk him on shots with his new skill set. I believe that the muscle that he carried in that fight was very detrimental to him from probably the sixth sixth round onwards.
0: And Lennox picked up on it. He said, yes. said, you've got to choose the weights you do. You've got to choose the weights you do. Yep. And I said, he, he looked, chiseled, looked like a bodybuilder. Yep. But those muscles are going to get real tired, full of lactic, real quick, real early. And I think they did. I yep. think they did. Uh, was, but you, you're right. It won't come out of my head. Every time I see him, touch of death. Touch yep. of death just keeps. But round 10, it was time to close the show. And then in round 11, as I said, Right cutting close, which was working, by the way, mm. consistently through those later rounds. Uh, right hook, uh, left hand, moves feet like a lightweight, if you watch it again, yeah. and goes bang with the right hand, and she's over. And yeah. and he was not getting up. Russell no. Moore did a good job, had his hands full.
1: Yeah, he did. He did. I thought it was interesting his decision in terms of breaking them up and not letting them fight out on on a few occasions. Um, that would probably be my only criticism, but it's much easier to criticise when you're on your lounge as opposed to in the ring with two behemoths like that. Um, so credit to Russell Moore where it's due. But um, with, the, with with a count slow on Fury uh, in round five uh oh, to to be honest with you i i didn't feel they were i i know a lot of a lot of people have um a lot of conjecture around around the counts but let me tell you in under the circumstances it getting dropped twice and Getting yourself back up is mm. is massive, and the the second the second knockdown probably wasn't as big as as the first. That first shot it looked like the shot just reverberated right through his body.
0: His so, legs left the ground. His yeah. legs left the ground. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. Well, at least one. You, you have a look at it again. His legs left the ground in round ten. Um, I was going to ask you something else. Deontay Wilder, and then got smart. It was a choice to take the knee to take the weight off him, correct? You think?
1: Yeah, look, it's it's hard because I, I I'd say a mixture of fatigue with mm-hmm. with the pressure, with taking the shots, and there would have been a lot of demons yesterday. That's why I'm it's very rare in boxing that a fighter loses and their stock goes up. I believe and at the end of a trilogy where you're Deontay Wilder and you go o two and one I truly believe that he's probably, in terms of the boxing public's eyes, probably increased in both value and respect. He would have had several demons just making that walk yesterday. To take the beating and the shots that he did for as long as he did and come back the way he did, it was it was incredible. He showed he showed he could go to a place that very, very few men and women could ever even contemplate.
0: Agreed absolutely entirely. Let's talk just in case, like some you've heard this before, but some of the lead up to the fight. Yep. And talking about the gypsy king. And we talked about the journey of the Gypsy King, just for the you know things that I found really, really interesting because you just talked about the dusters on Deontay Wilder, great entirely. But can you beat the spirit and ticker of Tyson Fury? I mean, he was dropped twice in round five and found his feet. Um, so a young man at 14 years of age, JJ, says, I'm going to beat Vladimir Klitschko," and he does it in 2015. Reaches his Everest. And yesterday was also World Mental Health Day. Mm. And this man's been so open about mental health, his use of recreational drugs and alcohol, and a death wish. And no easy way to say it. And you, you, he he's such an advocate. I think he's just brilliant, really, in many ways. He And he told his team, that's it for me. And he wasn't talking about boxing. He was talking about... That's it for life. He balloons out to 181 kilograms, 400 pounds, the old scale. And then in 2017, he read George Foreman's um, autobiography, who at the time was praying for a very, very sick nephew and got on his knees and prayed to the Lord and said, please help me, Lord. He said he, he did the same. He got up. And that's when he came back to the ring and he lost all that weight. And he said, Training is my medicine. One week out of the gym and he basically says he's totally depressed and he's suicidal, which makes him a very dangerous prospect. You're always going to have concerns. He has to keep training. Um, and the origins of the Gypsy King and that name. I'll put my hand up. I, I wasn't familiar with what it actually meant. Were you? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. So uh, he had Gypsy Kings both sides of both sides of the family—the mother and yep. the father—about the the man being the best fighter of the area. Yep. Uh, you could be called only be called the Gypsy King, and they fought in mine shafts, quarries, basement streets, the pubs—you name it. But they didn't fight in Vegas, where this man now calls home. No, they oh, didn't. And then after after that, does not miss a beat and starts banging out tunes. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's great. He's great for boxing. He's so good for boxing. Yeah. It, he he's capturing mainstream media now because of not only his feats in the ring but outside of it as well he's the type of character that people are drawn towards because he's, he's charismatic he's loud he he's honest and he's raw and it's just everything that people are, are drawn to and love I'm, I'm so so truly happy for him because when it's all said and done, it will be a Hall of Fame career without a doubt with arguably one of the pound-for-pound pound best stories in sport.
0: Last time out, JJ uh, Wilder blamed the costume. Now, yep. I was there for that fight. It was a heavy costume. Yeah. He yep. lightened the load this time out. He blamed the coach, changed the coach. He blamed the referee, He blamed the water. He, he, he claimed the gloves were wrong. He claimed Fury cheated more ways than one. I hope that he really makes no excuses. I know you said there's no love lost, but I hope there's nothing, no more to come, or does he put the toe in the, or does he throw some burly in the water, to bring a fourth? Do you want to see a fourth?
1: Uh, no, not at all. I have no desire at all to see to see a fourth bout. It, it look, I would. As a, as a boxing fan, I would watch them fight every other weekend yeah. because they're gonna, they're they're, yeah. they're entertaining and they have a, a ring chemistry like very few will will ever share. They complement one another and they bring the best out of one another, whether they would like to admit to it or not. But um, in terms of progression of the heavyweight division, I have no desire to see another one. I'd like to see Wilder fight, you know, a, a Dillian White or a Ruiz or a Anthony Joshua or an Usyk, a, a, a different a different opponent.
0: This, this is right. Let's go there. Mike Tyson, prior to the fight, on what they said, he thought Deontay Wilder had nothing to be sad about, nothing to complain about. He's fought great fights, but he just Tyson Fury has his number. Yep. He was right. Mine Mike was right. Alexander Usyk breaking it right down, he said, the only prediction I'll give you is that I'll have a fantastic dinner tonight. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, and I the dig Anthony, it, I dig it. And, and, and AJ lent the way of Wilder. Now, you've touched on that. AJ gets beaten by Usyk, a yep. cruiserweight star, that comes to the heavyweight class, takes the shine off that mega fight, Yeah, that mega all Great Britain fight yep. between the ropes, between AJ and the Gypsy King. What about this? Fury goes away, beats Dylan White. I think it's on. I think that's on. Mm. Still makes money because the king just makes money. 100%. The rematch with Usyk, AJ has to win it and yeah. sets up perfectly, sets up perfectly. There's a fight there also for Wilder with with any three of them. Yeah. Would AJ put his toe in the water with, Fu- with, with, with Deontay Wilder? Would Usyk put his toe in the water with Deontay Wilder? There's some big fights there, and a man at ringside if he's fit physically, Andy Ruiz is mm. in the mix. Yeah,
1: look, it is absolute murderers row in the elite of the mm. heavyweight division at the moment. I mean, some of the names you mentioned. You add, you know, Luis Ortiz to that. You add your Joseph Parkers, even your your Derek Chisora's, who stylistically is going to be difficult matchups for. For certain heavyweights as well, there's so many great fights to be made. The obvious one we all want to see is at the moment it's Usyk against Fury. That's the obvious ones for for all the belts and all the spoils. Um, I can I can't confirm. see. You.
0: I, I know that he's. I, I just can't imagine Usyk in the ring with Fury. Just such a massive size difference.
1: Yeah, look, it is, but for where Usyk lacks in size, he definitely oh, makes up for it superstar. in in skill. I mean, he's been on most people in the boxing, you know, he's been on their pound-for-pound pound list for years. What he's accomplished in the amateurs right through to what he's accomplished as a pro, who he's beaten, the fashion that he's beaten them in. He's an incredible fighter. I mean, that AJ fight... The, I'd say a lot of people probably thought it was going to be a walkover. The boxing gods had um, other ideas, of course. And as we all know, boxing doesn't always go to plan. Very rarely does it. So, you know, AJ came into that fight and a lot of people saying, oh, he underestimated Usyk. He didn't underestimate Usyk. Usyk was just the better fighter on the day. I do believe personally that AJ's team came in with the wrong game plan. You never allow a magician a platform. And that's what they did. They gave him room.
0: Joshua... AJ, came. I'm sorry, but I just, for me, yeah, it was his, I'm sure it was the team's game plan. Well, that you're right, million percent right. He did not step up. He did not step up and fight the fight he needed to. It was almost to the point late in the fight, like someone telling him the wrong plan here, you're getting beaten up. You're getting outboxed, beaten up. And it was almost like Usyk didn't want to finish him.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about whether he did, he didn't want to finish him. It... To me, it looked like AJ's team put together a game plan to outbox a world-class boxer. Now, personally, I looked at the fight. I thought that AJ would stop him probably around the ninth round mark because I expected AJ to come out, use his size, weigh down heavily on him, bite down on the mouthpiece, work inside, hit him with big shots, wear him down. I thought he was going to use his size as his biggest weapon in that fight. He didn't do that. He went and jabbed with him, tried to hit him with pivot hooks. It just it wasn't the game plan. Skill-wise, he will never be better than Usyk. Do I believe that AJ can beat him in the rematch? Absolutely, but it needs to be with a different plan in my opinion, probably a different team.
0: What happens if Wilder fights AJ and AJ inevitably finds himself at some stage on the canvas?
1: Yep. Well,
0: it's Who, who you got in that fight?
1: Oh, it's a it's a tough one. I think uh, I think AJ's the better boxer. Mm. I probably would say that Wilder will probably knock him out at, at some stage considering how often AJ gets hit, but it's, it's another one of those where AJ might come out and just dust him early. I mean, it's pretty well documented that AJ's probably a bigger puncher than Fury, I'd say, in terms of one-punch power. Accumulative's different. It,
0: yeah, Fury for me, AJ, like our mate Danny Green, mate, he's got a stiff jab on him, what Angelo Hyder calls a ramrod. Yeah. Greeny hits you on the gloves and hurts you. He yeah. hurts you off the jab. I I saw the Gypsy King hurting Deontay with a straight stiff left jab and counter punch, and it's got long reach on it. He's got very good power in the, in. is it turn your light off power? No. No. It's, you know, no, but it's he's got a very strong, stiff jab at six nine. That wingspan, wow!
1: Yeah, wow. and look, I think going back to AJ, I believe he's probably got the power advantage over Fury. And it's weird where one of the heavyweights lack the other one kind of has their strong point there. So it's it's really mix and match. But I know, and it kind of gave me an interesting insight in the mentality of of AJ, where he said at the post-fight press conference after the Usyk fight, yeah. he said, I'd be willing to fight any of these big names with or without the belts. So I just thought it was a, a very interesting comment to make. He said, he said it at the media scrum. He said, would you still pay to watch me fight Wildo if neither of us were champions? And let's million be honest, percent, we, we all would. Million but- percent. It's and he's so strong about saying you know the belts don't define me. If I'm you know only a big person with the belts, then that doesn't make me any anything special. But it's, it's AJ. Very car, I cut,
0: cut to the chase. Is AJ too nice?
1: No, no, def, definitely not. And I I actually hate when people say that he he lacks heart.
0: Not heart. Didn't say no, that. No,
1: no, not you. But I'm saying there's yeah. especially on social media, he gets yeah. knocked for not having heart.
0: No, if you now, get rocked at that level, you're going, baby. To me, yeah.
1: How anybody, mm. male, female, cat, dog, whatever you want to be, you can't make the walk as a boxer fight and not have heart. No, not the walk. The walk alone. Yeah. Joe Blow sitting on his couch on Instagram tweeting yeah. out how AJ doesn't have heart, AJ's fighting at Wembley, goes 12 rounds with the Ukrainian killer, and AJ doesn't have heart.
0: I'll tell you what's worse. What about the 200 rounds he does prior to the night that he shines under the bright oh. light, the 200 rounds that he does? They don't understand. They no, don't understand.
1: no, they, they don't understand. God how, bless them. How, Yeah, exactly, exactly. But how blessed you and I are to be able to have that insight and see fighters go through camps and it's just – it's just sometimes as
0: if we got a bloke there the other week on on Instagram. I won't say his name because I'm giving him oxygen, but he, he's trying to tell me that Tyson Fury is not a pound for pounder. Can you please explain to this gentleman what a pound for pounder is? Because he just don't get it and he won't have it. Yeah,
1: so I'm going to take a different round. Don't you dare not, agree not- with him. Not waste my time on comments like that because uh, there's there's plenty of them on social media. And mate, if we replied to them all, I was trying. I was rather trying rather to be a
0: gentleman. I was trying to explain. Anyway, yeah, it is what it is. They can he wins. I spoke.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. As soon as you speak, they win. That's he exactly who speaks right.
0: First loses. This, this is rocked. There thought the ferocious George Cambosus. Oh. If I'm wrong, did he become a dad only ten days ago in the middle of all this mayhem? Triller, uh, I think you'll find, reschedule this fight, the YouTube um, streamer, uh, rescheduled this fight six times. Yeah.
1: Isn't that ridiculous? I tell you what, say what you want about George Cambosis, He's got a massive following. He's got a lot of people that probably don't really like him either. You cannot at any stage look at this situation and not feel bad for George. No. That would have to be... The worst handled boxing promotion of all time, you know, amongst it all. And this is a a credit and a testament to the character of George. He actually lost his grandfather during camp and was still willing to fly over. He didn't make it public he, uh, only after the fact. All this was going on. He was struggling with so much. Newborn at home, grandfather passes away. He is working and working and working and working, willing to do whatever they want except for that last change of date. He's he's been he sacrificed everything. He's been away from his kids. He's been overseas, hasn't seen family. He's been constantly dieting, working overs, and to not get his moment mm. because – really have poor business practices. Mm. I mean, it's just disgusting, really. My heart heart goes out to George and I can't wait to see him get in that ring now that uh, that whole situation's been rectified.
0: I'll tell you one thing. I know we've said it before, but I want to be on the record. I know you've said, Mark, and I know you're a friend of George or you've known George a long time. Yep. I I, I am now, after knowing everything in hindsight, Yep. And the birth of the baby and losing granddad and yep. continuing to plow on as they disrupt you on six occasions from the yep. other side of the world. I'm a believer. Yeah. I am a dead. I know one thing. If he goes, he'll go on his shield. And and I spoke to Mickey Ackaway, who's been a friend of mine for a long, long time. On a lighter note, kinder. You want to talk about right hands? Johnny Lewis would tell you there's the biggest right hand in Australian yeah. boxing, full yeah. stop. Jeffrey oh, Fennick oh, yeah. will tell you that too. Um, and, and had a bad injury, but don't worry about that. Woo, brother. Um, and so I I talked to Billy the Kid. And it's fair to say at some stage, um, the there were fierce rivals slash uh, no love lost, and now yeah. they are friends to yeah, to sort of paraphrase what um Billy said, but let's talk, let's make no secrets about it. He's going against the bloke to beat Lomachenko. He's Mm -hmm. going against power for power, I think six or seven in the world. He's going in against an absolute freak who at any moment can turn the light out. But Billy says, mate, George's speed, his work ethic, the time he spends in the gym. And if he can keep concentration for 12 full rounds, then he can turn the boxing world on its head. But he was quoted as saying, Mark, it won't be easy.
1: Yeah. And the best part about all of that is George knows that as well. That's the best part about all of it. He's not
0: intimidated. Sorry, George, but you're not that good an actor. I know you believe this. I yeah. know you believe this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He he truly does believe he's going to win, and he also understands how
0: mammoth of a task he has at his hands. I hope he's- Australia starts to understand it because now I am. You, you made me a believer, and now you made me do the homework, and now I'm like, mate, people... You know, and Johnny's involved and everybody starting. I hope everybody starts to really get behind Ferocious George Cambosa. Had the pleasure of introducing him once as, on, on a Channel 9 footy show fight night, which was really special. Um, Bilal Akaway was on that card as well. But Tfema Lopez, respectfully, you did mention a couple of podcasts. Like I think it was with Showtime Fleming at the time. You yeah. said, Mark, this is, and I know you're a Cambosa's fan, but you said, Mark, this is the same as what Kunga Kelly faced when he dared to get in the ring with Roy Jones Jr. at his absolute stupendous best. Yep, that's what everyone has to understand. Correct.
1: Yeah. One hundred percent. And let me tell you something about Mr. Cambosis. Yeah. Go. I. I go way, way, way back with him. Right. I used to pick up tickets to his fight nights when he was fighting at Punchbowl <laughs> Croatian Club. Well, I hope he from remembers. His house. Yeah, he I, does. Don't worry. He does. Okay. I, I picked up, I used to pick up fight tickets, we go to the fight and talk to him then. He was exactly the same. He didn't go to the big stage and go, oh, I'm going to put on this persona. That, that is was him. Literally, that's that, him. That is him. That is exactly that is exactly what he's like. It in terms trash of
0: trash talks, ethic. he trash talks without trash talk. He's extreme in his own belief, but he doesn't really trash talk. As so, oh,
1: let me tell you, Mister Cambosis can go on a bit of a Twitter rant, and 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 <laughs> what he puts in writing, he's he's pretty. I I like when someone backs themselves yeah. and is strong behind their convi- yeah. convictions. I love their character as well, like
0: Jackie Brubaker, right? It's like a man of conviction. If you're going to yeah. drive a Toyota, you're going to drive a Sydney City Toyota because you've got <coughs> conviction.
1: And if you're going to drive a Lexus, you're going to drive a Sydney City Lexus. Well,
0: it's Mr. Lexus, John Rocker. He's That's just right. up the road here. That's right. Right. 18- and the people in Hollywood.
1: Burke Street, Waterloo.
0: And I know, you know, I mean, big, hey, Joe, you know, our, my friend Joe, because you went yeah. off Joe for a while, but anyway, yeah. I I love Joe. Joe's in Texas and Joe's got a Land Cruiser. Joe's got a Land Cruiser. He does. He loves a Toyota Land Cruiser and talks about the Toyota Land Cruiser all the time. In fact, if you're listening to us in West Hollywood, can we freight them? I don't know how much that would cost you. But-
1: Let me tell you, West Hollywood is filled with Priuses.
0: Correct. True? Correct.
1: That's right. Japanese Correct. engineering. <laughs> Second to none, Mark Warren. Second so to none. That's true. Yeah, of course. It's a car of choice over there. Wow. That's very
0: true. Now, Moving along, still with Matchroom because Eddie Hearn fills the breach and comes in and helps out ferocious George, and he's going to put this fight together. They're with a real promoter now, and Eddie Hearn and Matchbox and Matchroom Boxing, which yep. is fantastic. Could not have
1: said it better myself. A real promoter, Uncle Eddie, Uncle Eddie, <laughs>
0: Uncle Eddie.
1: He's he's the best. He, I um, tell you what,
0: Uncle Eddie's got a problem with Ebony Bridges sometimes. Hey Eb, hey Dawn, uh, yep. hi Eddie. I don't blame you, uh, and full power to you, Eb.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: This, this
1: is rocked. Uncle Eddie is uh, looking after a few Australians at the moment. Most notably, obviously, he's come to the rescue to get Teofimo and Cambosis across the line. Cambosis has fought under the matchroom banner before, so Eddie's okay. well aware of um, George's talents and I knows how he is. And, yeah, so when he fought, when George fought Lee Selby, that was on a matchroom card. So
0: Eddie Hearn said Selby would win that fight. Yeah, they, they did. They were wrong.
1: Yeah, exactly. They were wrong. So Eddie speaks glowingly of George and loves working with him, and it's about time that fight probably got the level of professionalism that it deserved. But um, Uncle Eddie is also looking after my boy, Brocky Jarvis.
0: Yeah, 19 fights, 19 wins, 17 by way of KO. Uh, Brocky Jarvis goes with room boxing and now scheduled to fight out of Fresno, California, against Alejandro Fries Rodriguez. And don't yeah. challenge me on the pronunciation because <laughs> I I went all over that to get that one, brother. And uh, I can't wait. From Tijuana. Yeah. From Tijuana.
1: Yeah. A full-fledged lightweight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's going to be it's going to be a very big test for Brocky, you know. It's going to be with a new promoter um, overseas, USA debut, matchroom debut. There's going to be pressure on the kid, and there's there's no doubt there. But you know, I'm speaking to him every day. I'm speaking to Hassan Hamden's over there with with them Line as cub. well. How you yeah, going, exactly.
0: Cub? How you exactly. doing,
1: Cub? banking incredible rounds they're training out of bones adam's gym you know he's working with in my opinion the best trainer in the world in jeff Fennick as well so that team is going to go from strength to strength they've got a promoter that's going to introduce them to the world stage and i can't wait so tune in on DeZone this sunday on the undercard of uh mikey garcia and uh brocky will be making his match room and usa debut
0: so da zone grab the we can do now. Correct me at any stage here because Design's so big in America. Yep. But uh, like Top Rank, or, or you know, um, so it's an app. DAZN. Yep. We can grab yep. it here in Australia now. It um, is an
1: app, and it's based off subscription. It's like yep. three dollars ninety nine a month for yep. amazing boxing yep. content. That's what I watched AJ Usyk on. Can we get
0: the Top Rank? Can we get the Top Rank app as well in Australia? As yet,
1: uh, I don't. I don't believe I think so. so. I don't. But we can so. get DAZN.
0: Brendan Bradford. Was all over this, as was Tony Tulch. In yep. fact, I'm sure. I'm sure that Sporting News, our mate Brendan, they, that is the people behind Sporting News, and I will stand corrected. I hope I get this right. Are the people from the So it's a it's a big platform. It's a big yeah. platform. It's it- Hoya, correct? It's Delahoy- uh,
1: no, no, no. So, so, no, DAZN, no, no. So, the um, is ma- mainly affiliated with matchroom boxing. So, you'll oh. see most of the English fights there. Canelo used to be contracted, uh, to them through Golden Boy. Correct. That was that was Delahoy's affiliation with them. Thank no, you. Lo- no longer connected. I thought um, he was anymore.
0: actually an equity partner. So, I was, I'm, I'm way out of my school there. I'll get back in my lane, bro. No, that's right. Well, it's quite a name to put behind the brand, isn't it? De La Hoya and and Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So,
1: Mr. Eddie Hearn is the the face, probably of the zone. I'd say, and Mm -hmm. incredible boxing content on there. So it's definitely definitely worth every cent you pay that subscription.
0: Can't wait! Give it to us again. Plug the fight again. Give it to me now for Brocky Jarvis. And he's American debut for Eddie Hearn and Matchroom Boxing. You can get it on the uh, Zone. As we produce this, we'll get this out uh, before uh, the fight uh, this coming weekend. We'll do some some fast chopping on the in the edit suite. Give it to me one more time, Brocky Jarvis.
1: Sunday, the seventeenth of October. Now, the card is the run sheet hasn't come out yet, so where Brocky's going to be billed hasn't come out. Mikey Garcia is the main event, so tune in early so you make sure you don't miss Brock, uh-huh. um, but he's fighting against a very, very tough Mexican. Mr. Mark Warren, give us that pronunciation again, would you please?
0: Not a problem in the world. Alejandro Frias Rodriguez.
1: Exactly. So <laughs> from Tijuana Mexico. A tough, tough, rugged Mexican that's gonna give Brock everything he can handle and Brock's gonna give it right back and it's gonna be fireworks. Brock is must be boxing. Feather? Uh, I believe feather? this I believe this belt is at lightweight.
0: No problem because he's I don't think he's how long how long will he stay at lightweight?
1: Yeah, well, the thing is Brock's walking around now. He looks like a cruiserweight. So he's just he's just a monster. And, and mm. let me tell you, you want, you want to talk about hard work and, and dedication and just complete tunnel vision, Brock Jarvis is your man. The, his dedication to the sport is 24-7. He does not have a day off dieting, does not have a day off training. He's just – he's incredible. He's actually very, very inspiring being around him. It's very, very rare that you see somebody in any field that wants it as bad as Brock does.
0: I spoke to Fortime last week. Um, he said, "Mark, we're we're gonna we're gonna do some sparring with uh, Devin Haney tomorrow." Mm. So, wow! Well, yeah, so people don't understand, yeah, the sparring and the levels. Yeah, and now he's there. This, this is rock.
1: And I also want to give a, a shout out to my great friends at Ace Boxing Group, the DiCarlo family. They've Angelo, my great mate. Great people. Great, yeah. great people. And I want to give them a special shout out because domestically it's pretty hard for boxing at the moment. Yeah. They have a stable of great fighters, Jacob N G, Liam Paro, Dempsey McKean. And what they've done is for Liam Paro and Dempsey, they've actually sent them abroad to try to grow. Yeah, to grow as fighters, to grow as humans. And Liam Paro sparring the likes of Shakur Stevenson. There's rumours he's going to be sparring Sean Porter who fights Crawford. I mean, Dempsey's come straight out of camp with AJ into camp with Dillian White. So it's people like that, like Ace Boxing Group, that are great for boxing, that are good for the sport, that you know as fighters are going to be taken care of, and they deserve a shout-out. What they're doing, great. And credit to Dempsey and Liam over there, you know, cutting it up with the big dogs and amongst the elite where they belong.
0: Nathan, my little man. Yeah. And and and, and Alfie, brah. Yeah. And of course, as I said, the the patriarch, uh, our Angelo and Mrs. De Carlo. Um, G'day. And yeah, that's more than managing. And I like could say a lot there about promoters yeah. and how many of them would even entertain the thought of doing that, and they do because yep. they can. Yeah, But more so, they care. This, this is rocked. We could dedicate an entire show to the next guy. Yeah. But without skimming too far or too fast over him, what about this? As he walks from the ring to chase the presidency of the Philippines with a fight CV that reads 72 punch for pay, 62 victories with eight uh, losses and two draws, 62 of those, uh, 39 victories by way of KO at 42 years young, 12 titles, eight divisions. Now I don't know Manny Pacquiao, but I know Justin Fortune, and I spent some time with Freddie Roach, and he's a, uh, officially hanging up the gloves. And on he tweeted, to the greatest fans and the greatest sport in the world, Thank you. Thank you for all the wonderful memories. This is the hardest decision I've ever made, but I'm at peace with it. Chase your dreams, work hard, and watch what happens. Goodbye, boxing. Me. Uh, Raised in the Philippines by a single mum, used boxing as a way to emerge from uh, extreme poverty, and now... He is going to run for presidency of the Philippines. Just an unbelievable story. And pledged to run on a campaign of fighting poverty and corruption. Wow. The Pac-Man says goodbye to the canvas and all the ropes. Wow, what a what memories he's left us. And the C V is a litany. So if you mention one name, you better mention them all.
1: Yeah. Perfectly summed up for me is never before, never again.
0: No. Never before, never again. 72 fights, 62 wins. Against killers, though. Including our skinny. Against
1: killers. Including Against skinny. killers, including skinny, <laughs> including <laughs> Floyd.
0: Yes. yes. You know, he, he and I One think. Juan Manuel well, Marquez, Oscar de la Hoya, my goodness. Wow. Of course, of course, and look.
1: I think selfishly we probably all wish Manny went around again Mm. because we could have gone into the bout knowing it was his last. Yeah. But he's got bigger fish to fry at the moment. Well said. And and I think it was the perfect way
0: to encapsulate Manny's career. The feet were starting to slow just a little, just a little. He's going to beat 9 out of 10.
1: Yeah, the feet were starting to slow. But to me. Yeah. The fact that he fought Ugas, late notice, embodies exactly what Manny was known for. Fighter. He was a fighter. Yeah. In every sense of the word, he was a blood and guts, out on your shield fighter. He fought the best. He tested himself. And if he came up short, he came up short. Most of the time he didn't, but he would give everything.
0: I think he's almost one of my favorite fighters of all time. Oh, certainly. Oh, certainly, he's, certainly. he's, he's why hard have I got to leave okay, off the list. answer? Leave. Me, why have I got many above Floyd Mayweather when I look at the CVs? Why,
1: um, I mean, I'd say maybe in terms of when he fought the fighters, I'd say yes. maybe in terms of the fashion that he beat the fighters, mm. uh, probably the fact that he's a very lovable character, um, is is. Another one as well. I'd yeah. probably say the manner and demeanour he probably conducted himself inside and outside of the ring. Certainly. Um, and, look, to me, those those two are interchangeable. It d- depends what you like. It comes down to pers- personal preference. It was just.
0: i put those- it this way. I have no, in no way will I sit Floyd Mayweather above him. When history books tell the story, I think I'll be perhaps vindicated in that area. Many will. Be, no one. No one's going to win eight, eight divisions forget about
1: it yeah never going to happen yeah. again no 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 i, I eight divisions eight. is just like <laughs> it, that'll do me nah. like eight divisions no nah. like to, to, to be you able to make like, to be able to even make eight weight classes like that to me is that's insanity yeah in itself yeah but to be world champion Eight. Not like an ABC, like <laughs> alphabet soup title, no. like like you were the best in the world in eight different weight <laughs> divisions. It's just wild, isn't
0: it? And like he would have probably loves basketball like you. Yeah, you'd, both cha- you'd both be challenged vertically, wouldn't you? Yeah, oh, Let me tell you, there wouldn't be too much dunking in a one-on-one
1: game between me and Rooney. <laughs> That'd be a good <laughs> matchup. Yeah.
0: There should be basketball for under six-footers.
1: Yeah, but he's got the calves of doom. Have you seen them? Oh, yeah, he's he might just be got bounce. them like baby cows just absolutely killing it. He has huge calves. They're big calves, man. i got to tell you, because this to me is like one of the most incredible stories ever I went to Macau with uh Billy Dib when he fought Evgeny Gradovich yeah main event um they were the co-main to Pacquiao after it was the fight after he'd gotten knocked out by Marquez it was big comeback against Mexican Brandon Rios it was incredible it was in Macau big Asian community there at the Venetian you know Billy obviously spoiled me with all access I was everywhere and after the fight um Mr. Jeffrey Fennick grabbed me and um my old man who was there on, on the JR trip. JR went on the trip. Yeah, JR was there, mate. He was in, in the thick of things. He was chairman. Mr. He was Mr. Make It Happen on that Macau trip. He was he was the one that got me over there, which was beautiful. It was the yeah. the best gift ever. And um how we old went- were you then? I was eighteen. Oh wow. I was eighteen, yeah. You were so- only about
0: fourteen or fifteen when you went to LA, were you not?
1: Uh, yeah, the for the first time I believe, yeah. but um, I went went over and Jeff pulled us aside and said, "Look, after Manny's fight, we'll go up to his suite and you'll meet him." Oh. and I was like, "What?" Whoa. And he's like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll take you up. My old man comes with me as well." We go up and we go into this massive suite, and it was filled with like Democrats and fans and family and media and just full of so many people and typical. Jeff, like everyone loves Jeff. So they're talking to him. Manny's brother came in first. Manny wasn't in the suite at this point and points at Jeff and goes, I've read a book about you, takes a photo. So all the attention's kind of towards Jeff around us. Now we've gravitated to the front. Manny Pacquiao walks in in a Gucci spray jacket. I can yeah. remember it clear as day. Yeah, And he has his wife there, his kids, the media, like the suite is full. And the first hand he shakes is Mr. John Rockers.
0: Oh, John Rocker, you
1: straight me, out yeah. to Jr. <laughs> the embrace, the hug, embraces wow. me, says hello to Jeff, and on he goes. And that moment will never leave me for as long as I live. Jr. Oh, wow, was the first wow, handshake wow. No, we did. We didn't. Oh. Get, I, I took photos of him walking in. We also went to him preaching with yeah. Mr. Jeff Fennick after. Yeah. So. Let me tell you, that's a story for another day, but I'll, yeah. I'll never forget that. So shout out to JR, who was embraced first <laughs> by the out Pac-Man. of the who's who by the yeah. Pac-Man. So, yeah. no, it was, it, was, it was insane.
0: This, this is Rocked. We're going to wrap things up shortly. Tim Zoo. Yep. No Limit. Continue to take strides. And this time we're going to go to the Gold Coast in November and when he'll... The fighting against Japan's top rated Takashi uh in a way. I think I've said in a by the way, four different times oh, with four different right. pronunciations. In a way. Yeah. It's in a way. No relation to the monster, but it's in a way. And George Rose um then has said that they have the mandated WBO fight for, for superstar Brian Castano's super welterweight fight early next year. They they'd love to have it here in Australia. And I'm I, yeah. I think I'm correct. Um, but first he has to get over to Kashi in a way. Um, he's gone to another level. there's a now you set me on a mission and first thing I, I'll recap is that for all Australian boxing fans, yes. let's remember that the big dog in the division here at Super Welder is Jamel Charlo uh, and Castano is in the mix very much at two and you can go micro if you like. but it's sitting at number seven for no limit boxing is Tim Zoo. Australia's Timzu and that's ring that's ring pound for pounders super welder junior middle tomato tomato but first he has to overcome the Japanese uh, super welter Takashi Inoue and my writing saying on paper is toughest fight but I'm going to steal some of your words the styles make fight it could it could potentially be an easier uh, evening for Timzu well,
1: look, in terms of the landscape at 154 pounds, I'd say the two, you can't split the two top dogs. Their fight was evidence of that. They had a majority draw.
0: And, controversially.
1: Yeah, controversially. So, Charlo and Castagna, they, they can't be separated, in my opinion. Each is as good as the other on their day. Timmy takes on um, Inouye, and Inouye is going to be a big test. He is. a world level fighter he's rugged he comes forward he's very very strong and very aggressive so you'll see him come forward but I believe that they will play in the hands of Tim and Tim will pick him off Tim is going from one level to the next to the next to the next every time we see him in the ring he shows a new arsenal of tools and skills that he's developed over, over over time and I think it's a great platform. I know that Timmy loves the Gold Coast as well, so he'll be right at home um, on the Gold Coast and he'll look to put on a big show and probably a highlight, highlight real KO. It's going to be a big test for him, big um,
0: test. There's a couple of reasons I'm doing this. Now, because I was pointed in, I told you he's unsurpassed, he's unrivaled, he's unequaled. There's some form lines that I wanted to look at. Yeah. And you said, Mark, go and have a look at an absolute Mexican beast. I think he's only 25 years of age. His name is Jaime Mongoya. Yep. And in a way fought him in 2019. Now, he did lose, but as you said, mate, this bloke's a beast. He went 12 rounds with a beast. He sure did, and And he can take
1: take a shot as
0: well. And so then I went to Mongoya's CV. I hope you're impressed here. And (laughs) found a bloke called Dennis Hogan on his CV. Yes, yes. And he went 12 rounds. Yeah. So then and, I'm
1: doing And may I add? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. very controversial that decision. Majority yeah. feel that Mr. Dennis Hogan actually beat
0: Mungia on that Wow. Occasion. Yeah. And so doing a form line, you saw what cost you cost you for to have it. You saw what <laughs> Tim Zoo did to Dennis Hogan? Yep. Enough. There is my form line.
1: That's your form. Line. Now,
0: now can we write that down now? Yeah. But Marcus did some homework for this yep. one. And I went micro for you there, bro. I haven't done that for a while. You did. You did go
1: micro. That's a lot of links With your on direction. Rec. That With is direction. a lot of links on BoxRec. I've got to give it to you. That's a lot of clicking, that's fella. That's
0: a get. No, you know what it is? It's a get, Tell me. Always gamble responsibly, but go to yeah. pet. Yeah. And grab it now. Yeah. Grab it now. Yeah.
1: So that's the hot tip of the week, eh?
0: This is rocked. Before we go. Yeah. This is the new pain away. You spray in and around the affected area, right? You've got this, sent this to you. right? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So then you spray it on, right? Yep. Hang on. Bear with me. (laughs) And then you, the new athlete cream. Do you double it? Do you go spray and I'll do an Alan Jones read for you. You spray it on and then you rub it in and around the affected area. So you spray, you cream, and then you... I love the smell of this stuff. You rub it in like that, you see? Without the pain, the whole pain and nothing but the pain. I've and got it's to- available in leading pharmacies oh. all over the world.
1: I've got to tell you, yeah. I've been struggling with a bit of sciatic pain because the, the COVID weight has not uh yeah. been pretty to old JJ. He's put it on a put it on a bit of beef, and that road work's starting to get a little bit harder on the old joints, if it wasn't for pain away. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be a lot bigger. It's getting me <laughs> through. My, my,
0: what about oh, the, the liquid bag these? are actually next level. Oh, they are next level. Mate, double up and combo. Double up and combo.
1: I tell you what, I very rarely push products, yeah. but I will sing from the hills about pain Away. It's actually next level. It's outstanding. I'm a customer for life. Well, they used to doubt. talk
0: about other brands when I was a kid, but this has just gone to the top of the tree and- yeah, and, and it's used. You know, Danny Green was massive on it. Jeffrey massive on it. Brock is massive on it. Superstar all over. Israel Folau, more Melbourne Storm players, rugby league players. You wouldn't believe, yeah. um, because it works. But the, the salts, the salts. Greeny, give me the tip. You know, and and now you can double up. You, four scoops and four scoops of this and you sit in there for 30 to 40 minutes, as long well as you can have it, um, within reason, and always check with your healthcare professional before I go on and do something silly, and and then drink a litre, two litres of water, uh, have a cold shower, and yeah. uh, I've got to tell you, you're going nine-nights, kind of like Deontay. You're going nine-nights, but beautifully, beautifully.
1: Yeah, it's next I think, level. I actually I think, love
0: pain away. And it's the new athlete range. It's available in Chemists and pharmacies all over the world. Well, not quite, but certainly here in Australia. That's That'll nice. do us, my man, JJ Rocket. Don't do too much to the hair, please. Don't do too much, please.
1: No, it's got to go, dude. It's actually shocking. Like, as we're doing this podcast, I'm looking at myself through the camera oh. and it's just hurting me, dude. I, I you- need a fade on the ASAP.
0: Oh, I, I meant that you're saying, what was it? The other reason I mentioned Hami um, Mungaya was because... When he fought, in a way, it was at the Toyota Centre. Yeah,
1: that's right. It was
0: at the Toyota Centre in in Houston, Houston, Texas.
1: That's right. The Houston Rockets play at the the Toyota Centre. So hopefully I can get myself over there one day. That'd be dope.
0: Well, on December 1, we can go to LA and Vegas, but we can't go to Queensland. So we might head that way. I'm going to take you to the lobby bar and find this comedian. Yeah, sounds like a
1: plan. Sounds like a plan. Yeah.
0: Until next time, wherever you're joining us, whether it's London, town, where you're still probably celebrating, West Hollywood, Vegas, or Western Australia to the people in Perth, uh, all over Australia, this is Rocked, round number Number 18, I'm pretty sure. That's right. He's JJ Rocker. I'm Mark Warren. Until next time, God bless, goodbye, and bye for now.
1: This, this is Rock.